Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm the game. Re- it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like not having someone in between. But yeah. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have Into the Bog. So um, a few things to get out of the way. Yes, Mikey is not with us tonight. Um, the Tangent Police from last week got him. Um, they should re- they really should have gotten like me or gamer, but because we were the ones that were really doing all the tangents and such. Yeah, but we're a little but, bit quicker than him. Yeah, he he is the slow, <laughs> both in speech and in mobility. Yeah, he he does. He they they caught him uh, and bagged him. So uh, while Mikey is awaiting bail, <laughs> um, uh, we're going to press on. Yeah, he he told us we could press on uh, with his one phone call. <laughs> uh to us i don't know why he'd send it to us and not you know like a lawyer or some of his demonic kin but it's fine yeah uh trust we we yes trust us to not do an episode without him and exactly we'll go get him yeah yeah after this we'll go bail him out and then um he i'm sure he'll be back next week but yep but uh yeah we're carrying on uh, and the second piece of news uh, I would like to bring up before we start this episode. So as of this episode's recording, like the day of, I got a package in the mail from one of our friends and listeners of the show, Brownie. And guys, I got I got Pokemon Black, like a fully playable cartridge, like game cartridge. And like the packaging is exactly like the image from the creepypasta Pokemon Black. It's a little concerning how accurate it is. I I have an, a creepypasta artifact in my house Damn. now. So I, I just like to go out here and say thank you so much, Brownie. <laughs> this is awesome. You like moved him to tears. I cannot wait to play this and get like creepy melancholy feels for like dead pokemon in lavender town <laughs> hear that creepy lavender town music like is that the 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 pasta that had like the music was even more fucked up than normal in i lavender believe town? so i mean it's been a while since we've done the actual creepy pasta. honestly i'm probably gonna go back and l- read that creepy pasta oh yeah for sure um You're gonna have and to. i think we might have to try and figure out how to capture <laughs> uh the game footage and do a let's play series on our on our youtube channel now <laughs> um, that might be difficult but you do have the i i right? yeah i do have the gamecube adapter for game boy and game boy advance so we'll have to try and find a like a capture option for the gamecube um but yeah so hopefully that is a project that will happen in the future um i'm just i'm floored <laughs> at, at at this general at this this generosity um like yeah it's it's truly awesome it was very awesome of you. Thank you, sir. Yes. So, so now that that's out of the way, now now that our like uh, our news segment is out of the way, <laughs> um, let's uh, let's press on to the the creepy pasta at hand. Yeah, we're doing uh, "Into the Bog" by Mister Moo HL on Creepypasta Wiki. And before we dive into the rundown and our thoughts and all that kind of stuff, I'm going to recommend this one. I'll also recommend it. 
I'm sure somewhere in a in a tangent police jail cell, Mikey is just thrashing. It's like, no, <laughs> there's too much good vibes. <laughs> They're not picking it apart enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah, so uh, let's see why we we have given it. Why both of us have given this story uh, a recommendation. We'll see if each other's notes can taint that one way or another. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, starting with the rundown featuring the rock. <laughs> um, so Nair, because um, we never get his name, uh, goes out into the into the bog credits. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, to search for a girl who's gotten lost named Alice. Uh, she's you know clearly fallen down a rabbit hole and end up in Wonderland. Uh huh. Yeah, anyway, yeah, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it appears to be the the story appears to be set in the in an older time period because like people are using like oil lamps and such, mm-hmm. and it's generally understood in this this area that you shouldn't go into the bog on moonlit nights because weird things linger out there and could get you. Um. So after some time calling for Alice out in those in those boggy woods, Nair hears her and turns around and finds her sopping wet and cold. Um, he picks her up and begins taking her home to her mom, Mrs. Grader. But as Nair is walking, Alice begins making grumbling sounds that es- escalate to inhuman animal noises. And when Nair holds up the lamp to to see her better in the in the darkness, uh, she is changing into some kind of creature. Um, Nair Nair drops this wrong Alice and nopes the fuck out of that bog, um, where he races to Mrs. Grader's home to report what has happened. Um, Mrs. Grader doesn't fault Nair, but also grieves for the loss of her daughter as she has been claimed by the bog. Surely. Is that what the bog's name is? No, I I just using the the actual the word bog's surely. The bog's name isn't surely? No. Oh, okay. Finn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that it's a very short story. Um I think it clocks in at like maybe a page and a half. <laughs> um but uh yeah, that's the 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 rundown for uh Into the Bog. So, next up we have Everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions. At this point, um, I've got like one. And I'm just going to read this. Um, Yeah. If one takes a walk through the bog outside of town on moonlit nights, it is said that one may find a great deal of uncanny things. Take care not to stray from the common path, for the marshlands are vast, confusing and unfriendly to mortal souls. Venture out only if you must, and never too deep, lest the bog claim you for its own. So, <clears throat> this, I don't, I, I think this might count as a grammar, because that's why I tossed it in here. Um, this is, so th- this is a paragraph that pops up at the very beginning of the story. And then the story also ends with this exact same paragraph. Um, and I get it. It's a nice little kind of bookend for the story. Like it, like it, it men- it gives us the, the legend of the story. And then at the end of the story, after like, it says that Mrs. Grader didn't accuse Nair of being a coward, but also fully understood that she 
was never going to see her daughter again. Um, then it cuts to this paragraph again, like this exact exact copy of the first paragraph. And honestly, I I don't think it, it's necessary to have like I understand like they're using it as a bookend to like kind of like be thematic, like like kind of repeating the legend or like the 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 local like warning. But I don't think this story actually needs this at the end. I think honestly, the whole um the 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 the, the last thing that is said at before this uh this paragraph which is uh, she didn't accuse me of being a coward, but she also fully understood that she was never going to see her daughter again. I think that would have been like just as good to end on. Then then repeating now, mind you, like it's not again, it's not a full repeat. The last sentence is not in the first paragraph. Okay. But only if you must is not there. That part is added on. Gotcha. But the whole thing, the rest of it is like basically the same. It's it's like, yes. Yeah. So it's like, I, and I'm not saying like it's it's like oh this is absolutely like BS this doesn't need to be here. For me, like I could take it or leave it, but like I honestly think that it's the story would be stronger if it just ended with like um, that she understood that she was never going to see her daughter again. I'll say this um, mm-hmm. because this is first person perspective. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. If this was third person perspective and it was um, it starts and ends with those caps that are like similar. Then yeah. it sounds a lot more like a campfire story where you're telling a story about someone else. Yeah. Which kind of seems weird that he would do that. Unless he is like telling the story, <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> like it, it does kind of sound like that because like in campfire stories, you usually want to like start with, that, with, with something and then like emphasize by the end, like with the same thing. Cause like yeah. that's the zinger. But again, I'm kind of in this cross, like I'm, I'm kind of at a crossroads here. Cause like I my go-to is like, I don't think it's necessary. It's not unnecessary, like, but I don't think it needs to be there. It's it's not it's not necessary for the for the story. Um, and I actually think the story might be stronger if it wasn't at the end if this paragraph wasn't at the end of the story. Yeah. I don't know if it, it'd be stronger in my opinion, but I don't know. I'm fine with it, but yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's honestly my grammar position is just this one part. <laughs> so mm-hmm, uh, gamer, I was about to say Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Rip. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, gamer. Yeah, uh, it's fine. You're not entirely yeah. wrong because for this segment, I am going to be possessed by Mikey as <laughs> I have a conjunction junction. Oh, and next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. As I approach the tree line. I held up my personal lamp and began to search for the entry point. It wasn't long before Alice began to make these groaning noises, like the kind a kid makes when their tummy is upset. As I explained to her what happened, I could see tears from her eyes. Finn. That that kid was just really hungry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It also kind of makes it sound like the lamp is Alice. Because it says, like, I held up my <laughs> lamp. And it was long before Alice began to make these groaning noises, like the lamp itself. Or it Alice my... is a genie. Oh, in the lamp. Uh... lamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And, so, and the yeah. reason Mikey Gamer does this <laughs> um, is to highlight all the sentences in the story that start with words that they probably shouldn't. Like, it's and or buts, or in this case, as is as well, that I added in, because otherwise it would just be an it sentence. Um, because there's always better words to use. Yeah. Although, like, when I was starting to do this, 
because I had so few to go on as well, I was starting to like go through a rabbit hole of like um googling like what is okay to actually start a sentence with and like some some people are basically saying stuff like, well, Shakespeare uses front ands and front butts, so he how could he be wrong? Or like if it's informal writing then whatever. Or like, fuck you, I do what I want. Or yeah. stuff like it was a dark and stormy night. Like that is um, oh, like that's been used yeah. so much, and yet that's grammatically incorrect, you know? Yeah. Uh, again, writing is not a science. It is an art. Yeah. Um, so, like, it is kind of, uh, in some time, sometimes it is very subjective. <laughs> For sure. But the way that I always view these, and honestly, I agree with every one that Mikey brings up as well for the same reason. The sentences can be improved and made simpler, clearer, or undeniably grammatically correct with changes to the sentences. Because that's why I always say there's always better words to use in these instances. Yeah. But I will move on from there to my actual normal grammar, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's, okay. Okay. Yes. I just, I did it in backwards order. Either way. Yeah. Now that the spirit of Mikey has left you for his loophole of being able to like talk to somebody outside of the prison. Yeah. That was, that was his phone call. <laughs> yeah, that was his, that was his loophole. Second phone call. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, yes. Uh, in that moment, what we're supposed to be, was it what? Yeah, well, in that moment, what were supposed to be Alice's lips and teeth had extended off of her face as if reaching out towards me. I kind of feel like a comma is needed early on in that to fix the pacing of it because it's in that moment what? Where it should be in that moment, what were supposed to be Alice's lips. Like you need a slight break there. Yeah. Yeah. And then my next and final one. So there I was, feet squishing in the soft earth as the damp smell of the marsh enveloped me my problem with this phrase is the whole so there i was part it kind of feels like it's a modern turn of phrase and it feels out of place in this historic setting is that because but is it i don't know if it is but it sounds a lot more modern than the time of oil lamps the term like so there i was blah 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 blah. blasting Yeah. So then I start blasting it. <laughs> yeah. It, it just sounds too modern to me. I might be completely incorrect, and I probably am, as I am in most cases. But, you know, there's ways to make it sound more fitting to the... More old-timey. <laughs> more old-timey. Like, onwards I trekked, my feet squished and soft, and blah, 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 you know. There's other ways to do it. Yeah, that's fair. But that is the end of my grammar and yellow. All right. Uh, I'm going to then uh, move on to actual thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the photo. <laughs> yep. Um, it's perfect for the story. Um, it's at least to me. I think so, do you? I, I think so. It's a near night. Hang on. <laughs> Don't fight me yet. <laughs> let me let me let me speak my piece. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, to me, it's it, it's it's perfect because it's a it's a near night shot of a boggy wood. So like you're actually able to see details other than like. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to see anything if it was like total darkness. Um, square. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't betray anything from the story, and it, and and in fact helps illustrate the setting of the story, which is the Baki Woods. So, I yeah, I'm 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 totally fine with the the photo for the story. So, why is it wrong, um, gamer? 
you would be right. Fine. Why am I wrong? What? What? <laughs> um, I mean, mainly just because it's not the time of the story is later in the night than that is the long short of it. Yeah, but I mean, you kind of have to like pick and choose your battles when you're coming when it comes to like artistic, uh, like uh, artistic artistic representation. <laughs> If this um, was, um, if this is like an area near where the the writer was, and they actually took the photo, I would just waiting till later. But that's just me. Yeah. Although, if this is just a stock image that they grabbed, it's very, very close and good. Like for the visual of the bog itself, it's great. It's just yeah. seeing this first. It looks like it's basically the middle of the day, where it's actually. I, that's not the night. middle of the day. That's. I mean, it's not. It's not just before night. I'll say that. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's like the sky's evening. Still pretty bright. Because, dude, have you have you ever taken photos like at night or like during the like in in the early in the early hours of night? <laughs> like that's what this is. There's blue sky up there, dude. No, it's it's dark blue skies. It's really not. That's white, dude. I'll color pick Into that. The and show you the color. I'm looking at it. This, you want me to do that? I'll go in here, open this up in a uh, image editor. Okay, never mind. I I, I revoke my statement. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm re-looking at the photo, and I thought it was a lot darker than it was. <laughs> no, it's really not. Because looking at this, it looks like they're. It when I first load up the story to read it, I see the picture. I'm like, okay, it's a bog. Looks cool. All right, I guess they're going to be investigating this bog around noon. Let's read the story. <laughs> But yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's later on, but again, it's fine, it's just not perfect. But little things are, yeah, nothing it can be who was phone, no, except for who was phone, yeah. I don't know, I, I think it's fine, but we'll move on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so my next thing here is, um, keeping these thoughts close at hand, I gazed back at the soft glow of the village's oil lanterns. Before turning around and making my way downtown, <laughs> bogs are fast. Yeah, uh, making my way down the hill towards the bog. As I approached the tree line, I held up my personal lamp and began to search for the for the entry point. <clears throat> I began to search for the entry point. I didn't want to do this, but I had promised Miss Mrs. Grader that I'd that I'd helped look for her kid. Alice was her name, and she had earned quite a reputation as an explorer at the young age of six. We asked around, but nobody had seen Alice for several hours, and it was already dark. I knew then that she had probably gotten lost in the bog. So this, yeah, clear, like this, this seems to be set in an earlier time, like we kind of said earlier in the, uh, the rundown and such. And, through the actual story, you get that with like I look back at the village, um, uh, at the village's uh, oil lanterns, and the character himself has a lamp. So, given given what we we given this part of the story, like th- these details that we get in the story, I could see this story easily being a good seed idea for Vossen. Yes, it is the year of the Vossen people. So, I of course am going to see some kind of like inspiration from a creepypasta. Um, so I, I just like really 
you can really like use this like for anywhere where there's a boggy forest. Like when I was reading this, my gut, like my gut reaction through this story in Newfoundland, um, because like there are a lot of like boggy areas in in and around like the Avalon Peninsula. But really, it could be anywhere where there is a boggy woods. It could be down in the southern United States. It could be here where we are in Ontario. It could be anywhere, like in, in North America or even Europe or anywhere else in the world. Um, and I'll go a bit more into that later in my notes uh, about like where that could be anywhere and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and But in this story, there's there isn't a whole lot to go off of. But the few clues that we do have on the time period and the setting and the situation certainly had my brain, my brain storming a little bit. Like there's a little uh, kind of thundercloud coming in uh, through my noggin. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, there's a, a part that's going to be coming up soon, probably in like um, two or three comments that kind of lo- relates to this, but I'm kind of going down by quotes. So, of course. Um, but I'll, Put a pin on that for now, and I'll go to my next thing here. Um, after about 15 minutes of walking and calling Alice's name, I heard a small voice. Alice. Hello? I turned to face the noise and saw her standing there. Why did she repeat her name and then greet Nair? I, like... I get like maybe she's if, if if it is supposed to be like a little kid, like you might not like this might not necessarily be a red flag. Like maybe I'm just a jaded genre savvy character uh, like person, <laughs> but I am definitely getting uh, like uh, it, this. This one detail kind of like gave me early on in the story. It's like there's something wrong with Alice. <laughs> like, you know why it did it, right? Because it's some weird creature that doesn't understand English, and it's basically oh. doing it like the Predator. It's hearing yeah. him saying, "Hello, Alice, are you there?" Yeah, yeah. It's repeating. The, yeah, it's it's trying to like acclimate to the to the language, or trying to yeah. trying to use it as a lure kind of thing. Yeah, that's what because it's it's parroting the character, and then it, it, he might have even like when he was calling out for Alice, he's like, "Hello, Alice, can you hear me?" Like that kind of thing. So like that's it might even be like completely parroting Nair here. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a little on the nose for me at the beginning. Like, like, but like, I don't hate it too much. Like, I, but it, it's definitely sent me a red flag while reading the story. It's like yeah, Alice is not okay, <laughs> well, even when it does kind of show like, oh, she's like damp and she's cold, so like she's probably like falling in the bog. It's like, yeah, Alice is not okay. <laughs> I gotta say this, Alice. Mm-hmm. I knew Alice wasn't okay as soon as I started reading the story. Of course, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> like, like, there's there. Well, sometimes stories can like kind of like throw you like kind of throw you for a loop like maybe out this was actually just alice is fine aside from being like damp and cold and then there's a website then. but then there's another monster like that's actually stalking them as they're trying to get out of the bog and then like oh. it could it could have gone a different way like other than yeah, like yes. alice being the monster um but again i don't hate it i just like it was an early kind of like on the nose kind of red flag for me but that alice was the probably the monster mm-hmm. um but uh, i'll move on to the next thing i have here I held my lamp close to get a better look and dot dot dot. In that moment, we were supposed where in that moment, what we're supposed to be. I see what you mean about that, that lack of comma in that moment. What? Yeah. In that moment, what (laughs) we were. Yeah. In that moment, 
what we're what were supposed to be Alice's lips and teeth had extended off of her face as it reached out towards me. So initially when I read this, I thought it meant like cartoonishly, like, like like that cartoonish kind of thing where like the mouth goes right off the model, like from the side. Yeah. (laughs) But then when it like says like, as, as if it reaches toward me. So it's like, Oh, okay. So it's like protruding out like a muzzle kind of thing. I know. Well, I mean to the side, like when I first read, like when I read the first part of that sentence, it made, it made me think of like a cartoonish thing where like in, in cartoons and stuff where like, if a character like smiles, like in a certain way, their, their entire mouth, like the part of their mouth just kind of like slides off of their, off the, the, the character's head (laughs) in like a zany kind of cartoon kind of way. Um, But again, if, as you keep reading that sentence, it does say like it's reaching out toward you. So like it, it, definitely it gives you more of like a muzzle kind of thing mm-hmm. so yeah it, it just my my this is just me like comments like because my 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 brain theater like definitely had like suddenly she was like going more like one of those like creepy like uncanny valley like the smile like goes beyond her cheeks <laughs> i'm i'm guessing it, maybe it's sort of like that thing that happens with you where it's like i shot the man bang a glance oh shit <laughs> like i think that's what happened here because it's like I read part of the sentence and then had that visual like very strongly like kick into my head. And then I read the next part the, after the comma, it says as if reaching out towards me, it's like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's like, it's extending off her face forward, not to the side. <laughs> Cause as it reads, it's like the first part of it is like in that moment, what were supposed to be Alice's lips and teeth had extended off her face. If you don't have the extra part of like, as if reaching on towards me, or reaching out towards me, to me, that visual goes sideways, not forwards. <laughs> but Fair enough. Yeah. We're basically in opposite um, positions here, because normally I'm the one who is so far away. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the, sorry, the, the reference would have been, I'm, I'm the one who's not so far away, yeah. uh, waiting for the snake bite to enter my veins or whatever that is from that stupid um, Godsmack song. But either way, um, I'm normally the one who... Uh, assumes things too quickly yeah i don't it's just yeah <laughs> and, again, and then like i'm i it didn't ruin the story for me i just like no, i I, I just had this like very vivid like uh like initial reaction to this to, to what i was reading yeah <laughs> that i had to like bring it up so mm-hmm. but uh i'll move on to the next thing here um i believe this is okay actually the next two things are kind of uh like I'm kind of taking a pin off of that earlier comment for the next two things I have. Um, starting with this. In my shock, I dropped her. And as she fell, I saw her elongated mouth snap at me, her unnaturally long fingers grasping upwards. So or she landed in a puddle of muck and dirty water, and I began to run. So it kind of had me like wondering what kind of creature she was turning into, like whether it was some kind of like hybrid thing or like an actual like full on animal. And so, like, my again, my gut reaction was like an, initially a canine like creature because, like, the whole like elongated muzzle and stuff. But yeah. then I started thinking, like, that maybe she's changed into like an alligator like creature or something like that. And, like, given the fact that this is in a bog, um, I mean, we never get the like, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, we never kind of get a definite location, but I could easily see this, like, if if it was like an alligator like creature. And it's in a bog somewhere in like the southern United States, like Alabama or Georgia or 
like um uh like mississippi kind of area where they do have alligators in their swamps and such mm. um that would certainly explain like that she's like turning to this alligator monster also i guess this is sort of like connective tissues time I literally just wa- listened to an actual play podcast of a Delta Green game where cultists got started merging with alligators in a swamp in Florida. <laughs> oh, of, like, course. of course. As I was like around the same time, like I think like a day or two before or after I was reading this story. So Yeah. It, again, it's it's the year of connective tissues and Vossen, apparently for me. <laughs> This has been Connective Tissues time. Um, and getting back uh, and going and the other uh, thing I have here, actually, this is my last kind of quote for the story. Uh, this is my second last quote for the story um, or comments for the story. I'm going to start with this quote here. As I explained to her what happened, I could see tears form in my <laughs> I could see to- I could see tears form in her eyes. Mrs. Grader was a wa- was a wise old woman. She didn't accuse me of being a coward, but she also fully understood that she was never going to see her daughter again. This is strangely similar to an idea that uh, to to the to the idea of um, Appalachian woods uh, woods tales that we've covered actually a few episodes ago. Uh, like I I had a conversation with uh, I had a, an episode with Adam a couple episodes ago. Um, and it's sort of the same kind of message that's being conveyed here. The woods, or in this case, the bogs, uh, the, the wilderness in general, be scary, yo. <laughs> like, don't, don't fuck around with the, don't fuck around in the, in the, in the woods or like in the wilderness at night, or you're going to find out. <laughs> um, like it, it had a very similar kind of Appalachian vibe. So kind of also lending it to be used as inspiration for like an Appalachian focused Boston game, I would say Um, just in the more Southern part of Appalachia where you may have like more boggy areas and maybe even alligators Um, or at the very least, like some kind of long, like creature with a long muzzle that can, uh, that the, that the person can turn into Um, like this could be Alice and she's like been mutated by like by a, by a curse or some kind of a hex or something. Or it could be one of the creatures themselves that are in those woods that are that are mimicking Alice, who has now been killed or eaten by the creatures, and is now ta- they're taking on her form in an attempt to try and and get and like uh, infiltrate um, uh, the village or what have you. And it's just like they're not very good at like maintaining that form. Hence, why like while he's like w- walking her back out of the woods, she starts changing again. Yeah. Or who knows, maybe he had like, like maybe there's a detail we don't, we're missing where like he's holding her and he just happens to have like an iron ring on or something. <laughs> so it's just like, it's burning the changeling. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, my extended kind of idea, like disjointed ideas of like, the story's definitely got some, it, it's short, but it's definitely what the details we get lend it to have some fodder for like Vossen games or like spooky woods um scenario fodder so mm-hmm. uh and then my the last absolute last thing i have here before we before I, I hand it off to you uh gamer um the inspiration of this story so this story according to the comments on the wiki page for this story 
from the author themselves. Uh, this story was inspired by Lone Stones by Two Brainer on Something Awful, which we covered way back in episode 28 of El Dente Rigamortis. <laughs> like, episode 28 of El Dente Reloaded because I wasn't yeah, around back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we both read this story in the in the far past of El Dente's history. Both me from the original episode uh, 28 with with Dr. Leviathan and Gamer and Mikey read this on our page uh, through our Patreon show, Al Dente Reloaded, when they were still doing Al Dente Reloaded. Attempting to catch up. <laughs> yeah, attempting <laughs> to catch up. The cave it's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was all downhill from there into a cave. Yeah. It's so long. <laughs> it, it is. But it, you know what's funny? It is also considered one of the one of the first genuine creepypastas or like one of yeah. the ones that like really like kicked everything off. Um, Honestly, I'm not again. Like this is completely uh, tangible. <laughs> oh god, they're gonna come for. They're coming for you now, gamer. <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. Um, but yeah, like I'm not against bringing that show back to actually catch up. Because you guys Cause have only have like a do, but and like, you guys you guys only have like a few. I think like not. You don't have a terribly long amount before you guys start like doing the show with like as regular hosts. I so think we got through like a quarter of them. Yeah, still not bad. Yeah, still. Yeah. But yeah, um, fun to if, catch up. We just yeah, have to you... get scheduling stuff. Yeah. We may have stopped doing it partially because Ted the Caver's long and partially because like 2020 happened. Yeah, 2020 was pretty. Oh, but yeah, because what we do with those shows, for anybody who's not one of our Patreon subscribers, um, they, uh, we would, uh, uh, before 2020, the, uh, the guys and I would, would, meet up at my place and we'd record al dente rigamortis and then i'd leave the room <laughs> and they would do al dente reloaded uh which was like our patreon a, a patreon series that they were doing to try and catch up and so Go like back to my house oh yeah well, well sometimes it was at my house sometimes it was at, uh, sometimes you guys would like leave and go and record at your house yeah yeah if there was no time i guess i think most of the time though we went back to my place because you had to go work i think i think you're right yeah yeah, yeah. either way so yes yeah, if you'd like to see that, um, if you'd like to see that continue, maybe, uh, I don't know, leave a comment in the comment section below <laughs> mm. and become a Patreon subscriber because <laughs> it's going to be behind a paywall. <laughs> but uh, digressions aside, <laughs> I can I can hear the I can hear the the the, the tangent popo coming through the or, uh, through the window. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this ep- yeah, we we covered this episode like uh, we covered Lone Stones way back when. Like both of us have read it and actually for this episode, we both revisited the story. I read it uh after um I read uh, I I reread Lone Stones after I read Into the Bog. And I believe Gamer read Lone Stones before and then read Into the Bog. Yeah, I didn't read it word for word. Basically, back on that reloaded episode, I did the rundown so I just reread my rundown. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, like, gave me the basics. It, legitimately, dude, it probably would have taken you the same amount of time to read yeah. the actual story because it was only it's it's literally the same length as this one. <laughs> it's about a yeah, page I and a half. Saw, yeah. <laughs> so, um, story, but most of my information yeah. is just from uh, my rundown. But yes, please. Go. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so rereading that story after reading Into the Bog and knowing that Into the Bog was an ins- was inspired by Lone Stones. I gotta say, I think Into the Bog is the better written story. Yeah. Um, 
just in terms of conveying to the reader the story in a smooth way um there are definitely some like kind of clunky bits of writing in lone stones um that kind of get in the way of like be having having have, having the reader have like a nice smooth ride through the uh the the narrative that happens whereas and in, in into the bog you don't have the same issues um uh it's also while it does have some similar like themes uh to to lone stones i don't think it's like a ripoff or anything like that i think like honestly this is sort of like a true blue like it is a story that was it's clear it, it, now now that it's been brought up like by the author that this story was inspired by that you can see it but like I would not have like guessed like there 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 in no way like copies of each other or like a ripoffs or anything like that. Like, but they do have like similar themes. But it's like, yeah. So it, it I think Into the Bog does a good job of telling its story, um, and it's it's neat that it is inspired by Lone Stones. You're just paying it forward, basically, in terms of uh, with. Yeah, oh yeah, like paying it forward or like paying homage, like you can kind of see the homage and stuff. Or like I meant like uh, I mean more like um uh like that creepypasta is out there and it clearly inspired several people. Um or like uh, uh this author included and the fact that this author like was inspired by that story to write their own story with similar themes. And this story subjectively to us is better than Lone Stones. It's like it's just paying it forward cuz like without Lone Stones we wouldn't have this potentially. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's neat to see that kind of evolution of two stories or like, or the evolution between two stories, um, from two separate authors, I believe. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was just a neat little thing. Like I noticed when I was like going through the actual website for into the bog and looking through the comments and the, having the author straight up say, yeah, the, the story was inspired by this other story. And then like somebody asked, like, Oh, what's, what's that story? And then the guy like straight up gives you like the, uh, the title and like the the creator and some of that, so you can actually like go and ch- uh, check it out yourself. So, yeah, kudos to that. Kudos to uh, um, to Mister Moo HL <laughs> for uh, that bit of humility and crediting. But uh, I will uh, take a take a step away from the microphone and uh, hand it over to Gamer <laughs> for your actual thoughts, sir. The first one is. Basically, so the kid's missing. Nair is tasked with the task of finding her. And my question when I was reading that is like, why is Nair the only one going back to look for the missing child? I feel like at least five <laughs> should have gone out because like it's already yeah. dark and she's been missing for hours. That is a good detail that could have been added. Like, like, hey, Nair, you go find her. Or like, it, it, actually, I, I, yeah, like maybe there were like there was a, a like a small party initially from the from the village, but Nair's the only like person brave enough to go into the bog after, because of the reputation it has. Maybe, but like that could have been added to the story. Yeah, yeah, no, no yeah, no, one hundred percent, I agree. Like this, that yeah. could have been that could have been a detail that would have been added and uh, kind of again explained why like Nair's the only one, <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe like the others are all like checking around the village and Nair's the only one who's thought to like, well, maybe I should go check the bog. I don't want to, but like everyone else is checking everywhere and not finding her. She's probably in the bog. Yeah. Yeah. Just something little like that. Like mention that the whole town's trying to find her, but they can't. Yeah. So, Oh, I guess I have to go there. Yeah. That works for sure. Just, just something to explain why he's going by himself. Well, even in that case, 
if he doesn't want to go to the bog because he's scared, he would bring at least one other person. You would think. Um, he he may or may not. Like it, it depends on like again, like in that time period, like you didn't watch a weakness <laughs> sometimes. So, I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking with a more modern brain with like search parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that might be my my downfall there. Either way, a little mention of something would be nice. Yeah, no, for sure. Then I like the slow buildup of the creature revealing itself, it being rationalized and like near rationalizing that she was shaking when he first saw her because she was like cold and wet. And like when he picks her up, she's heavier because of that as well. Yeah. While it's not those reasons at all. (laughs) Yeah. It's really just because she's a creature that's been that's parading or uh, masquerading as Alice. (laughs) Or or maybe Alice is just like has is starting to like metamorphize into something else like it, i do like how it's 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 sort of left um it's left a little vague in like as to what has happened to alice like has she been transformed or is she just is this not actually alice at all is something wearing her face <laughs> or like maybe alice all along is like a werewolf sort of creature yeah she or really aware of it until like until this age. Oh. So she wandered out there and just started turning. Werewolf or actual like changeling? Because in, in folk in Irish and um really just in, in folklore in general, because it's it's not subjected to Ireland specifically, uh changelings are creatures from like usually from the Fae or some other supernatural like place that have kidnapped babies, like human babies, and replaced them with their own and taken the baby to their own domain for like either like raising them for some strange reason or even to eat them and stuff. And then the, 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 the creature baby masquerades for their, almost their entire life. Um, both. And it can some, it can be, it can be like, they, they're aware that they're not a human being or sometimes it, it, it actually is like sort of a, um, uh, it's like that kind of bird that like puts their eggs in another bird's uh, nest to like be taken care of. Like, they don't realize they're not human until like a certain, until they hit puberty basically, or like until they reach a certain point. Yeah. And then they start changing. So like, maybe that's what's happened to Alice. Like maybe Mrs. Grader had her baby swapped young, uh, at a young age. And now that like uh, Alice is get uh, the changeling Alice is getting older. That's why she's like venturing off into the woods and stuff like that, because she's starting to change or she's starting to realize that she's not human. That makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when you started explaining the whole Faye child swapping thing, it almost sounded like a um, like an exchange student program. <laughs> Until you said that they sometimes eat them. Well, it, it, <laughs> it depends on the story. Like most of the time, it, it like the, the the human the human child is generally like just taken and 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 raised among the Faye. Yeah. Um. Or for for, uh, for usually like uh, it can be like for like non-diabolical reasons but most of the time it's assumed for like some strange alien fey reason so i feel like if they weren't jerks about it though like <laughs> it would be like children <laughs> would be the best ambassadors between humans and fey yeah um have you ever watched um troll hunter the the cartoon not the awesome uh faux documentary <laughs> or the troll. mockumentary troll but like the guillermo del toro troll hunter uh like tv show um they do tackle uh changelings in that as well um like with, and, and well 
physically and like okay. actually in the show like they actually like tackle the themes of changelings oh, because okay. like they have like the trolls like abducting babies and putting them in like a safe like basically like a stasis pod like or not not like techly like tech stasis pods but like basically these like kind of like little like magical stasis um uh layer in their domain so they have like spies in the human world nice yeah uh yeah so back to my note actually okay all that being said okay yeah. all that being said that was the first sentence of my note so, <laughs> okay, second sentence of my note however yeah. in regards to her um like changing and all that mm-hmm. i expected the changing to happen when she got back to town to like attack more than just there yeah it's kind of weird like did she want to be taken back or was like if so if, if she didn't want to be taken out of the woods why did she appear in front of nair yeah and like if she wanted maybe again maybe like she was like like i said earlier maybe she was like struggling to like maintain her form Mm -hmm. um for some reason like maybe she's like a newbie at it (laughs) yeah there's a little bit of incompetence to it yeah but yeah um but yeah all that being said though it might be and probably was the fact that this creature is the kind of predator that singles out its prey, so it wouldn't want to be back in town to attack everyone because it's mm, not that kind yeah. of power level. It's just wanting to kill one person. But then why didn't it chase Nair out of the bog rather than like Nair just noping the fuck out of there and never? Uh, maybe maybe I guess it's he... slow. Yeah, yeah. It's still like acclimating to its uh, glamour body thing that it's using right now. So maybe while it was running away, it was turning to its full like bestial form but he got so far away that he lost yeah that's that's true um it could also be that like nair just never looked back (laughs) so he didn't see it actually chasing him and then like like, him out running chasing him the entire time (laughs) yeah or like he well because like it doesn't even have to be silent in some cases because like if if you're running for your life and like you're like your heart rate's going you're here your ear your ear bums (laughs) your eardrums are just like beating so you can barely hear anything because you're in such a panic like he might he if he's just running for the like for the for that for the safety of the village uh and not looking back he may not hear or see that the creature is trying to catch up to him and get him but it's just it, he's just faster <laughs> yeah it's possible yeah but um in regards to it being a like a singular hunt a, a kind of predator that hunts one per, one thing at a time it made me question why did it wait so long to attack Nair? Because it like let him pick it up and carry it like halfway back before he yeah. started trying to sneakily attack him. Like maybe it's it was still in the process of possessing Alice and didn't have full control over her body until later. So like Alice's mind was still there, kind of at the start, mm-hmm. wanting to be found and taken back home. That's why she was just kind of standing there. Yeah, she was like resisting it. Yeah, but as he was being, as she was being carried back by Nair, her mind was like being eaten up by this creature, um, oh. which was visually shown by it actually like transforming into the creature. Maybe if if Nair hadn't like brought his his lamp his lamp up to it, um, it would have like eventually like it would have transformed like in the dark in like the like while he's being carrying her and like bitten him but because he lifted up the lantern together but it was basically like flare it's like ah yeah <laughs> like it's sort of like that scene from uh et in in the corn stalks when like elliot goes into the, into the cornfield or in, in like the little like cornfield to like look uh, like look for what's making the noise and 
when when he first sees et like he has got a flashlight on et and et is like freaking out and like rawr, 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 ah! and like it like it seems like et is like a threat there because he's like has his hands up and he's like like yelling at, or gurgling and yelling at elliot but really they're both terrified of each other yeah <laughs> in that sequence so it's like it could be the same situation as like she like snap started snapping in like uh, while she was like mid transformation and that's why he dropped her it could have just been like not like a ferocious thing, but more of like a cock, <laughs> like like my eyes they burn. Yeah, basically. I yeah. mean, even in regards to like it, like reaching out with its mouth towards him, it could just be trying to give him a kiss. Yeah, it's true. Thanking him for saving it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> just carrying it back, then all of a sudden you're just like a little, a little, a little peck <laughs> on the cheek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she hasn't moved. He's like, how did you reach me? <laughs> It's like, why does your head silhouette look like so like long? <laughs> it's like it's got a snoot. Also, I just have to say this um, for for the one person in in our our listenership. Uh, I met ET the extraterrestrial. You're welcome, Adam. <laughs> okay. Does ET actually have a name, by the way? So here's the funny thing: the movie's original title. Uh, so. E.T. doesn't actually have an actual name aside from E.T. Um, I think maybe in the novel, because there's actually a, like a, a novelization that's also like a novel, like with a C, that, that expands like the the E.T. on E.T. side of things. Hmm. Um, it probably gives him a name in that, but in the movie, it's just like Elliot refers to him as E.T. Funny thing is though, E.T. in E.T. the extraterrestrial title is supposed to be. Uh, E.T. as an Elliot Thompson and the extraterrestrial. Because uh... <laughs> I'm pretty sure his last, like Elliot's last name is supposed to be Thompson. But mm. they during like production, they shortened the name to just E.T. the extraterrestrial instead of like E.T. and the extraterrestrial. I see. I mean, it yeah. does kind of sound more boring when it's just a dude's name. Yeah. Which also makes it sound like Elliot is the alien in that situation. <laughs> also, if Elliot calls him E.T., how did he come up with that name? I don't remember. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. I don't, oh, yeah. No, sorry. It was uh, Elliot Thomas, I think, in... No, hang on. Let me double check. Vital information. This, this is vital. <laughs> Elliot's last name. <laughs> oh, it's Elliot Taylor. Sorry, not not Tom uh, Thompson. Oh, okay. Yeah, a, yeah Elliot... Son of uh, Tim Taylor. Yeah, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, Elliot Taylor. And it's supposed, yeah, the, the original title was supposed to be Elliot Taylor and the Extraterrestrial, but they decided to go with ET the Extraterrestrial. Oh, and as the a, Extraterrestrial. Okay, yeah, and the like Extraterrestrial. It. Yeah, it sounds like he's the alien now. Yeah. Okay, interesting. What is ET? Oh, we actually do have like what is? It? Wow. So for anybody out there who's curious and loves ET the Extraterrestrial, uh, ET's real answer. Yeah, ET's <laughs> real name is is. Zrek. Zrek? Z R E K. Nice. He does not look like a Zrek. No. He has he needs to be a lot greener, maybe like a bit bigger and like chubbier. I mean Zrek sounds like a freaking like a buff, like ripped alien dude. Yeah. Like a monster. Or or like a this little guy who's like Zrek also looks like a sounds like a bootleg Shrek. Yeah, that too. Alien aliens have layers. Aliens are like onions. 
<laughs> anyway, those those tangent police are are going to be on our ass again. <laughs> Fine. The next recording is going to be from the tangent police jail. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Before we before the tangent police start knocking on our doors and arresting us. Um. Sorry. Continue your <laughs> your uh, actual thoughts there, gamer. Okay. I've done my actual thoughts. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah. Um so yeah, um on to final thoughts. Still gonna recommend it. Um it's it's a short story. It, again, it clocks in like a page and a half. I think you could maybe read it in like three minutes. <laughs> um but may, maybe five, like three to five minutes, but it tells its story and is spooky. <laughs> It's it's kind of what you want out of a micro pasta. Is it micro? Um, I think it's yeah, mini. I I'd consider this a micro. Like micro really? mini. I I, micro I, is like three sentences. According to the Wikipedia page, uh, according to the cream pasta wiki, uh, I believe this would be classified as a um as a micro pasta. Oh well, actually let's let's uh, let's quickly double check because um in their genres um they do have micro they do have micro pastas as a category and in fact if i quickly check it um micro pastas according to the creep pasta wiki page classify as a story with um a story of 200 uh 2000 bytes or below that doesn't help us at all that doesn't help me at all <laughs> yeah i thought it was gonna be like 2000 words or less kind of thing do I have to like copy and paste it into a note file? I, mean, I already have that. I, I I do technically have that already. So, well, you have it in not necessarily just a notepad file. You might have it in some fancy file. No, that I is higher. I, oh, I see what you mean. Like check the bytes on it. Yeah, on the file itself. If it's in a complicated file. Yeah, I don't know what, this, what the hell does that mean. Text file. <laughs> well, this one but, was um. 3,000 bytes? 3,674 bytes. Okay, so I guess this might count as a mini pasta then. Yes. Um, it's such a weird way to like do yeah, it. Right? Bytes, just words. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sorry, mini bytes. I should have said that is they're, um, the way that they define that, bytes. Oh! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm but trying yeah. to, like, Cause pain to myself when I do jokes now. Good. <laughs> Suffer for your oh, own hubris. Um, my own but hubris, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> that one I liked. I'm just gonna go to. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let the tangent please take me. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah. No. Regardless of of all that. Uh. It, again, it's a short and sweet little creepy pasta. Um. It it's got a spookiness to it, so it it, it works for that, and it kind of much like it was inspired by another by another short creepypasta. This one could easily be the inspiration for like a a, a horror game scenario or something like that, uh, including like Boston or something like that, mm-hmm. or Boston or or other horror game systems. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna still recommend this one. Yeah. I'll- probably pair you for the most part there it's short and sweet it does give us all the answers as it shouldn't honestly because like like for example mrs uh grader she clearly knows exactly what happened when they're explained what happened yeah but 
was like just starting to grieve, like in the process of starting her grief. And it would have been extremely forced for her to tell Nair and us the name of the creature, what it does, etc. So mm-hmm. I feel like it ended at a good and realistic spot. I'm sure if this continued, like Nair might have asked her what it was in like, days later, like after the funeral and everything. Or Mrs. Grader may have made an announcement that this creature's in the area to tell everyone preventative measures to stay safe and etc. Yeah. Well, well, actually, given like about the name thing, to kind of bring this, pull this into like again, connect this, may potentially to like the real kind of stuff that you you hear about in Appalachia, and like uh, like the 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 legends they have of like the things that lurk in the woods and stuff like that. They don't have names for those things. <laughs> yeah, like there isn't like oh, that's just your typical Kentucky tree dolphin. Like no, they just they're cons- they're just the things in the woods that that will sometimes uh, say your name or start stalking you. Like it's just the things in, in the woods or the things in the, in the darkness. You figure they'd give it something, you know? No, it's that specific thing. Because if you give it a name, I think, I think it stems from like, if you give something a name, it has power and you don't want to give those things any more power than they already have. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's, that's like actual, like kind of like, folklore from what i've uh what i've i've uh i've found out about appalachian like uh stories and such so um and and that's just like me kind of connecting the two dots because this story has some like again similar to like how it has similarities to lone stones this has similarities to like those some of those tales so yeah for sure but again all in all i still liked the story Mm -hmm. there was that little bit where it's like why are you going out there by yourself you should be going with others or explaining why you're going by yourself, whether it's no, I got this. I'm, I'm a strong man. I can do this or because everyone else is busy um, looking elsewhere. Like what you suggested, as long as yeah. something was mentioned, that'd be great. But that little bit didn't really deter me from enjoying the story and being like, creeped out by it. So I can't dox it points for that. Um, so yeah, I'll still recommend it. There's ways to make it better, but that's every single story ever made. <laughs> so yeah, no, nothing can truly be like who was phone. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, that has been this week's episode. So if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr, uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, Mikey, Mikey would be on on Twitter. <laughs> He is on Twitter as uh, under the under the uh, the the name. The E stands for evil. Whenever he gets out of prison, <laughs> um, the gamer in yellow is at the gamer in yellow, but without that W at the end because his name is very long. Yeah, and I'm at review cultist. You can also send us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's a l d e n t e r i g a m o r t i s at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep pastas. SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely because without your listenership, it would be like screaming into the void. And without your authorship, without the stories that you write, 
without the stories that you are inspired to write and post online so that people other people can look at and get inspired by we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about so thank you it is a nice endless cycle of creativity when that happens eh? yeah and once again thank you brownie for <laughs> gifting me a creepy poke pasta artifact that is so, playable <laughs> theoretically yeah um if you don't hear from us in a couple of weeks you'll know why yeah. <laughs> um, well as they say you die in the game you die for real um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh yeah that uh until next time i have been your host review cultist and i'm the gamer in yellow and this has been Aldente Brigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs>